And welcome to the Dublin Arsenal podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Giles, as always. On this week's show, we'll be re- reviewing our two-all draw away to Chelsea and looking ahead to our upcoming fixtures against Sevilla in the Champions League tomorrow night and Sheffield United on Saturday. Also on the show, we'll look back at our women's away win at Bristol City, courtesy of our very own Katie McCabe, who scored two wonder strikes. So sit back and enjoy the show. On this week's show, I'm joined by Lifeline Gooners and season ticket holders, Eamon Donnelly and Brendan Boyle. How are you, lads? Ah, the warrior that Eamon is, he'll soldier on no butter. Um, thanks for joining no, me, lads. Nothing's going to take me down. <laughs> um, how are you, Brendan? Are you well? Yeah, all good, thanks, John. Cheers for coming on, pal. Better, better than Eamon, by the sounds of it, anyway. <laughs> yeah. You look and sound better as well, Brendan. So there you go. You should be on the cover of Vogue magazine for the Dubliners podcast. <laughs> He's wearing a dodgy iron soil tracks out there. I mean, <laughs> we can't all be perfect, exactly. <laughs> um, no, thanks, lads, for coming on this week. Um, appreciate it as every week. A bit of good news as well. We'll have our UK based schooner, Carl Ozzy Osborne, back in November. So um, I hope you're keeping well, Ozzy. Um, his mother in law is doing very well uh, in health update Henry so that's good to hear so um, best wishes to um, all concerned there and um, we're looking forward to having you back Ozzy. Um, we kick into um, this week's show so as always with the uh, preview of the weekend's game uh, which was on Saturday evening uh, two all draw against Chelsea um, goals from Chelsea was the penalty by Cole Palmer and Modric got the second uh, for Chelsea early in the second half and both her own goals came in a seven minute period from in the 77 minute Declan Rice um, pounds upon Robert Sanchez's mistake in goal from Chelsea and Leandro Trossard scored a beauty um, from Bukaya Saka's cross and was there at the near post to finish off well um, a game which we look like to get nothing out of and somehow snatch the point that shows what real title contenders we are <laughs> Because you can sense the optimism in the room here. <laughs> um, few notes I made, lads. On seven minutes, there was a yellow card for Cole Palmer and a nasty tackle on Gabriel Jesus on his ankle, which was quite nasty. It was dirty. Um, I'm probably lucky to get a yellow card. If that was more into the game, who knows? Probably a possible red. Um, and then in the 11 minutes, of course, was Chelsea's fourth goal, Mudrick when his header came off Saliba's arm and given through VAR as usual. Um, but if you can't raise your arm when you're going for the header, which is a natural instinct, I think, you know, what can you do, you know? Um, again, VAR have to clear up these rules, you know, it's in, in one game they're giving it, in another game they're not. And it, I think this is just going to be, I think we'll be talking about this throughout the season, you know. 
um, these decisions, but Cole Palmer converted it well, and that was 1-0. Um, Declan Rice in, in the 20 minute missed nearly with his right foot with a right foot a shot past the post. Um, but Chelsea played really well in the first half in fairness to them, and we Zinchenko Todd had a stinker in the first half and he was taken off in the sec he was taken over in the set for the second half. Um three minutes in, Modric scored um through a lob over David Rea. His positioning was pretty poor. I think it was more of a cross for Sterling, but um I thought his distribution is really woeful lately, Ray. I don't know because he's making mistakes. Is he just nervous? You know, he's great at coming out for crosses and you know shot stopping, but distribution wise, and the ball at his feet, he looked all over the place again, and he gave the ball away to Palmer in the 56 minutes, and that could have he, he hit shot wide, but could easily have been another one, and that could have been game over three nil. Um, thankfully, we kept at it. Um, I thought the substitutions were quite good, you know. Um, and Sanchez's poor pass out was pounced on by Rice, as I said, who took his goal well. Um, seven minutes later, of course, Trossard, he's becoming a vital player and as a sub. I think we'll all agree he's getting important goals. Um, and he took his chance well. Um, and Katty had a chance then, I think, a couple of minutes after they went past the post. But overall, I think, well, you know. You could say, well, hard-earned point, but I take a point at the bridge, considering it was a pretty poor performance from us. It was a miserable night, weather-wise as well, at the bridge. Um, but we're still unbeaten after nine games in, um, levelling points with City, um, and we go into the Sheffield United game at home. You know, in pretty still good shape. Um, I'll come to you, Eamon. I know you're. Um, we are banned at the weekend, but what did you make of the performance on Saturday? Yeah, well, I saw. I, I watched um, the first half that happened. Had the experience of what, uh, listening to the second half on five live, and then watched the entire game back uh, on Sunday. So <clears throat> I've, um, I've, I've seen as much as I need to see. Um, but first of all, it's amazing that we got away to Chelsea, and. They play in what they now call a low block in their own pitch. So they were they were waiting to draw us in. I think their midfield too was on top in the first half, Chelsea. Um, but I think our players were on top of each other a little bit in that we were doing that slow passing thing, trying to get it to Martinelli, Saka. I think Ben White and Zinchenko were too close to them and there was very little space to move the ball around. That was the first thing. The second thing is we weren't at it. We were terrible. We just weren't at it, you know? Um, but there were some mitigating circumstances. One of which was uh, Cole Palmer should have been sent off. That, if I mean, if, if Curtis Jones gets sent off for going into a tackle where he slips over the ball and connects with somebody, this fella just connected with Gabriel Jesus when he's behind the player and the ball isn't to be seen. So it was a free shot. It was a free kick. You know, a free kick at uh, Jesus' ankle. It wasn't as if he went for the ball and missed it. And it was an absolute disgrace. Right? That being said, we don't get them. Um, but if that had been Granite Jacket, guess what would have happened? Okay. Second thing is, what's his name? That 
cockroach, cucaracha or whatever yeah, the hell he yeah. is. He was kicking lumps out of Saka, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, Saka gave a bit back in the second half. But I have to say, I've, I've said on this show about six times, I am sick and tired of the brutalisation of Saka. Now, I know sometimes he sits down and looks at the linesman, but one of these days, <clears throat> he's going to become Michael Douglas in falling down. And to take out an Uzi and say, I'm supposed to be the bad guy. He is getting brutalised. It's absolutely disgraceful. How it took so long for that twit with the long hair um, to get booked, I don't know. Um, the penalty that we conceded was a penalty. Like Saliba handled the ball. But the problem is not the decision. The problem is the rule. It's absolutely shocking. The rule, you know, according to the rule, that's a penalty. But the rule is an absolute ass. Do you think, I mean, Gaiman, do you think that was deliberate by Saliba or do you think he... No, of course it wasn't deliberate. Yeah. He's, trying to, he's trying to propel himself. I mean, his alternative is to be like something out of um, Monty Python's uh, In Search of the Holy Grail. We are the Knights of Nick. You know, all of it, all of it. You can't do it. If you're trying to do he's coming from behind the player. So therefore, in order to get any leverage into any kind of air, he's got to put his hand out. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> and um, unfortunately, the decision according to the rule was correct. But the rule is absolutely shocking. And the legislators who make those rules don't understand football. Full stop. Right? It's like a, it's, it's like a board game. And we do this this year and blah, blah. Yeah. Um, the penalty we didn't get was as bad. The goalkeeper is nowhere near the ball. He's just come out and cleaned the centre forward. You tell me that's not a penalty. A joke. Yeah. But that being said, all of those things were just parts... The game itself, we were poor in the first half. We weren't at it. Um, we lost, um, I think it was, um, we lost something like 55% of the jewels in the first half. Or no, sorry. We won only 41% of the jewels in the first half. We won 55% of them in the second half. Right? So that tells me, I know the home crowd are up for it and all that, but they're the useless home crowd, the crap, right? And um, our away crowd is as noisy as their home crowd. But we just weren't at it in the first half. They were well organised and well structured. Now, they're beginning to do something on the Pochettino in terms of organisation. They will trouble teams, right? Um, the second half starts. The Mudrick goal is a fluke, a complete fluke. He's looking at the centre forward, and he's done what I could only describe as like my first pitch and put T off down in Talca Park. He's completely shanked it, right? But I don't know what Raya was doing at the near post. There's no danger there. Yeah, I don't get so He's got lost all at sea. Yeah. And he got lost yeah. at sea against Tottenham as well when he got caught under the crossbar yeah. and led the yeah. Air Force goal. So he <laughs> needs to correct that. I'm not so down on Raya for his distribution. That's the game he's being asked to play. You know, I don't think Ramsdale's distribution is any better whatsoever. Think back to Southampton. 
which I think was a turning point for Ramsdale's career, by the way. So, um, but I think <clears throat> with, all, with all that bad stuff, we responded well. The substitutes made a difference. Uh, we responded well. But one thing I noticed was in the second half, the fullbacks went right on top of Martinelli or Saka. So there was a bit more room there. And uh, we were able to get the ball out to them a bit, a bit better. Um, and in the second half, we we were on top, you know, with less possession, but with more useful possession. We looked like haunting them. Um, Rice's goal, uh, apart from the great finish, but if you look at it still, of when Gallagher was about to receive the ball, Declan's about eight yards behind him. But he just decided he wanted that ball and he came in and got it, caught Gallagher flat-footed, made a split-second decision, and that changed everything. And from there on in, we were the better team and actually could have won the game. Um, Trossard's finish for the second goal, my God. It is absolutely beautiful. Um, but fair play to Ben White. Ben White had had a crap game all day, but he was involved in two things for that goal. The little pinger of a pass he put into Harvards for the start was brave and controlled. But then he goes on this big turning one down on the overlap, which actually gave Saka the room to do what he could do. Yeah. And uh, from there on in, we could have won the game. But look, a draw away at Chelsea is not a bad result. A draw away at Chelsea when you're 2-0 down and could capitulate, but we didn't. Um, and when you talk about title contenders... We are 6-3 and 0 in terms of um, wins, draws and losses. And that is not too bad for a team that hasn't really started playing yet. Yeah. We yeah. haven't started playing yet. There's much, yeah. there's much more to come from us, I think, you know. Yeah. So uh, from that point of view, it was a bit like a win. Um, I, uh, a shout out to Tommy Asu, who changed an awful lot. He... Um, he, he, he was a show for man of the match for the way he steadied that position up, you know. So that's my thoughts on it, you know. Um, who was your who man, was of man of the match? Well, Declan Rice is going to be the man of the match all day long. He, he won the ball so many times in their half, right? And in fairness to Smith Rowe, he won a lot of ball back as well um, when it mattered. But I think the impact that Tommy Asu had on the game, the way the game was going, was absolutely huge, you know. Um, Declan Rice to me, that's a man of the match performance, but followed closely by um, Tommy Asset. Yeah, I, I'd, probably, I'd probably give it to Declan Rice in the second half. Yeah. Um, Brandon, welcome back to the show, as always. Um, what did you make of the game? You were in the River Barrier Sun. Um, it was say it was a rocking atmosphere from the seventy-seven minute onwards, as you said. But what did you make of the game as a whole, aim Or sorry, Brandon. <coughs> well, Eamon's covered everything I was going to say, so <laughs> I'll leave now. <laughs> no, to, Cheers, thanks to, for coming on, Brandon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bye. <laughs> no, one of the things um, that I, I said a couple of times to people was that. If this game had been played in the dry, I think we'd have won by about two clear goals easily. Um, the pitch was horrendous. Uh, from where I was looking at it, it looked like it wasn't very far from being called off. 
Now I know that pitch is renowned for for getting, you know, for not not receiving the rain very well. I think they they put it, but um, I think Sinchenko gave the ball away in our box in the first minute or so, and our passes weren't they weren't crisp because they couldn't really be crisp. Because anyone that's played in that sort of those sort of conditions would know that you've got to put some serious oomph into a ball, and. Uh, it took us such a long time to actually fathom that out. And I think it pretty much took us till half time. We were all over the place. Just I just thought it was such a bad performance. And our, our midfield was at sixes and sevens. Like Odegaard was our furthest player forward a lot of times. Jorginho was out on the left. Rice was out on the right. And there was nobody in the middle. They had two guys sitting in the middle, like Enzo and um, Conor Gallagher. And they were just controlling stuff. We just looked like we didn't want to be there. And I thought it's just going to be a horrible, horrible day. But the the halftime substitution of Tommy Asu, as Eamon said, had a massive, massive impact on the game, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was the defensive side of things sorted. Um, the midfield were a little bit better. Uh, they got on the ball, but I think that helped. By Chelsea kicking the ball away nearly every time they received it, especially the goalkeeper, the amount of times the ball went straight through to Raya or through to the centre halves, it played basically into Arsenal's hands. And uh, even though we didn't look, I thought Saka was really poor. Jesus didn't do anything. Martinelli looked busy, but again, wasn't really, you know, if he went past anybody, there was nobody in the box. So um, I wasn't too hopeful that we were going to get anything out of it until Rice popped, popped up with that goal. What a finish. Absolutely brilliant. And the more you see it, the more you study it, the more the more impressive it is. And um, as I say, I thought the substitutions were, were fabulous. They really, you know, he put the cavalry on and we hammered them for the rest of the game. And uh, Trossard again, beautiful finish, as Eamon was saying. Um, he hasn't been fit. Like I, I read an article from Arteta earlier on today saying that he hasn't started games because he hasn't been ready to start games, which yeah. is which is fair enough. But bringing him off the bench, he's he's absolutely on fire. So, like I don't think I, I watched a few Chelsea games leading up to this game, and they they have been getting better and better. And I do think they will take points off a lot of teams, and I think they'll improve. Um. Yeah, so I'm, 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 I would have bit your hand off with 20 minutes to go for a point because I thought it was so not going to happen. And um, but it shows the character. Like I, I we, as you said, could have won it in the end. Really, really proud of them. I'll, I'll step back on the Raya situation again. As we were saying, he's meant to have been brought in for his distribution. His distribution, I think, is one of the weakest parts of his game, from what I can see. He's yeah. coming for crossing, and his behaviour at corners, where I thought Ramsdale was getting bullied, um, is the only positive I can see there. I can't see a better goalkeeper than Aaron Ramsdale at the moment with Raya. It doesn't. I think, as 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 playing as a defender, if if you, Eamon, I imagine would know this if. If you're confident in your goalkeeper, it gives you a little bit more confidence to play. And I think if you're not confident in your goalkeeper, that passes through the whole team. 
Now, I don't know whether that's happening or not, but I know it's happening in the crowd. Like every time he takes two touches on a ball, my heart's in my mouth. I don't feel confident. And I'm pretty sure that's that's going back through the defenders. Now, if Arteta obviously wants him and wanted him previously, but I don't I don't see it. So I hopefully I'm proved wrong, but at the moment I don't see it. So I think it's lucky it's only a loan move because you know you know, it's hard to know what Arteta's thinking is because I think, you know, I know as Eamon said near the back end of last season, Ramsey did make a few howlers distribution wise, you know, to the Southampton game is one, but I think he he had a lot of personal things as well. You have to take on board as well, as he said. I think it was was a deserted this season he came out and said it. Um but I I, I have a feeling he'd probably be in for the game tomorrow night against Sevilla. Do you think so, uh, Brandon? I don't, I don't know. Um, one of the things that I, I do agree with the Ray signing because I don't think Matt Turner was ever pushing him or any other goalkeeper we've had has been yeah. pushing him, with the exception sure. of Leno, obviously, who, then, who was going anyway. Yeah. But I think oh, yeah. you bring in a, a far better quality goalkeeper in David Raya, and that's only going to improve Ramsdale. Now, Ramsdale's only 24 still, I believe. So yeah. he's going to make mistakes. It's, a, it's a, a baby in terms of goalkeeping age. So somebody that's going to push him, make him look back on himself and his, you know, his mistakes and his errors. But, you know, Ray is getting caught in possession every game. Every game, yeah. And, 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 hold on, and he's got hold a on a second. Hold on a second. Go back to the Nottingham Forest game. First game of the season. Ramsdale yeah. almost got caught in possession on his own yeah. goal line. So oh, I, no, I don't no. think, I don't think Ramsdale's distribution is in any way better than Reyes or his calmness on the ball. So what is the other parts? The other parts is, as you said quite rightly, Brendan, Reyes doesn't get bullied on set pieces. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you actually have confidence that he's going to come. I think come, come and yeah. I also but think that, I, I think that Ramsdale has a very weak left hand. And I've said this yeah, on many... Yeah, you've said this on many, yeah. Is, he's a Down weak left hand, Yeah, you know? I don't think there's much in between them. And really, to be honest with you, I think they're two very good goalkeepers. I mean, every goalkeeper has flaws. Sure, look at Declan Rice's goal. Chelsea bought that goalkeeper to do all sorts of things. And he gives yeah. a ball. He gives a bad ball out, you know. But anyway, I, just, I don't think it really matters who's in golf was. Um, the only bit I'd say that Raya has over Ramsdale is that my heart is not in my mouth every time there's a corner kick. Yeah, he scored it. Which, yeah. which, which is yeah. true. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 a it's a difficult call. My, my my only question mark with Raya is that he's been playing in front of fifteen twenty thousand people every week for a home yeah. game. Every time they play at home, yeah. he's under he's under zero pressure. He's third choice goalkeeper for Spain. No pressure. He doesn't really get very many games, if any. Now he's in front of 60,000 people. He's in a pressure cauldron. Yeah. Is it, is, yeah. Are, we going back, are we going back to Fabianski, that sort of yeah. thing? Yeah, yeah. Very, very good goalkeeper, but couldn't handle the pressure. Yeah. Maybe. But I also, I'm going to buy him a Garmin for Christmas. Pardon? I'm going to buy him a Garmin for Christmas. <laughs> I mean, that, that's twice he's got caught under his crossfire, not knowing where he is. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh. 
And when he makes a mistake, he get he he knows he's made it, and he gets more nervous than the next one, doesn't he? But hey, look, he does, he, I think you start, have to give him time, don't you? Like you know, he's as Eamon says, there's not much between the two of them, really, is there? No, no, no. But one of the, one of the things you, you you've got to you've got to be aware of is Ramsdale's a crowd favourite. Yeah. Now and a Sky TV favourite because he's English. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. and now you've you've got the situation of nearly every Arsenal fan wants Ramsdale back in goal. Now are they going to start getting on his case, Raya? Which again put, put, piles the pressure back on top of him. So hopefully hopefully that's not going to happen. But you know you don't know you don't know. Yeah. You don't know. It's it's a big it's it's a big pressure position. Okay, and always just has. To, just to finish this particular part of the discussion, what I loved about Raya. And I love Ramstad as well. You know, what I loved about Raya was after the um, the scary uh, scare at the time that was the first twenty minutes against Man City. He really did recover himself. He did. He, he recovered himself. So I, I think I think yeah. that's a good sign. You know, mm. yeah. on Saturday he was excellent for the last 20, 25 minutes. Really, yeah, really good. Was, yeah. uh, he, he does recover well in parts of the game after making a mistake, yeah. And like we found it off sports for him as well. You know, there's a lot of clubs yeah. in for him as well. And, you know, he came to us, you know. Um, but look, he, look, we have to give him time. You know, like it, it's easy to jump on the bandwagon, you know. Um, it'd be interesting to see who's in goal tomorrow night, I think, you know. Um, I think Ramsdale probably fancies himself tomorrow night, and I'd probably like to see him back and go maybe tomorrow night, you know. Um, but we see what happens there. Um, well, I'd, I'd like to see him back and go tomorrow night simply because if you're going to have two top class goalkeepers, they need to get minutes. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's, it's, but it's just, I just uh, while I was um, just standing up there, I, I remembered back to Jens Lehmann, to my mind, their greatest ever goalkeeper. And he had a reputation for. Been doing mad things. That's because he was way ahead of his time. He was the first of these sweeper keepers. Yeah. I remember one game against Spartak Moscow, the year of the Invincibles, when he actually got caught in possession outside his own box and was rolled into an empty net. You know? <laughs> if you ha- and if you have the bravery, as Jens obviously did, mentally, you look over, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll watch this space and see what happens. Yeah. It's a, it's a curious it's a, one. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a yeah. interesting one. Yeah, there's a lot of games to get through this season. I'm sure both will have equal opportunity to test themselves, yeah, for that number one jersey. Competition is healthy, as they say. Um, Brandon, who stood out for you on Saturday uh, for the Gunners? Similar to Eamon, uh, Declan yeah. Rice, as, as yeah. in every game. Declan Rice is the man that, that, that just steps up to the plate. He's like an eight out of ten every game. Um, but yeah. I'll just to be different. I'll give it to Tommy Asu because yeah, of I, I think the impact yeah. he had yeah. when he came on. Yeah, yeah, it was good to see me and Smith Rowe getting more minutes under his belt as well. Isn't it? it's nice to see him back? You know, um, and Eddie Eddie Ketty had a bit about him when he came on as well. Probably unlucky not to get one after the second goal. You know, it was just went across. Um, Sanchez's post, you know, he, he looked a bit hungry there when he came on. I thought he's done all right this season again. And the uh, other thing is about Eddie, he also went over the top on the basis that, well, if they can get away with it, I'm going to get away with it. He has a bit, yeah. as, as Johnny would say, 
Ah, he has a bit of the devil in him there. He has. There's a, a little bit of spite in Eddie, and I like that, you know? Yeah. You, you need that as a centre-forward against some yeah, nasty yeah. centre-half division. Yeah, you do. He's got a bit of bite about him, yeah. I'm, de- yeah. I'm, de- I'm delighted to see Smith Rowe gain on when he did, because it means that the manager is beginning to trust him again. Yeah. I don't yeah, know how true it is. I don't know how true this is, but I understand um, from pretty good sources that there's been a couple of lifestyle issues again. So, you know. Yeah, he's got the tannins, Smith Rowe, you know. Um, I think Aris will see that in him. He just has to brush up a bit. Um, but as we both, as we all know, Arteta won't take any. Messing, you know, if you if you're not if you're not willing to pull together, you know, pull into this what he's trying to do, yeah. The door's there for he's him. He's a player I like and he's a player that we need, you know? Yeah. yeah absolutely. He's one he's one of our own, isn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah we need, we need it's like Brandon and Eamon, he, they're one of our own on this show. <laughs> well, Just, well I mean you can they can do a lot one of our own's jingoistic stuff if you want. The, the, the question to my mind is what's he like in an Arsenal jersey he's a very very talented boy he 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 unlocks things when they're hard to unlock um, Do you think I understand he that he, I understand that he hadn't been behaving I understand yeah. that he hadn't been behaving himself lately um, that's my understanding um, which would explain um, his lack of minutes but if that's earned out I mean if, if, if Arteta wouldn't give him a half an hour against Chelsea if that matter hadn't been resolved. That's the first thing. The other thing I meant to say on the on my main observation of the match, Martin Odegaard is beginning to remind me of Peter Beardsley. In that Peter Beardsley was a brilliant player. More handsome version. More handsome. I was definitely more handsome version. You know, um, it's like. <laughs> It's like aha versus the Sex Pistols, you know what I mean? Um, but uh, they used to say about Peter Beardsley, you knew after five minutes if he was going to have a shanker of a game. And I could see after five minutes he wasn't going to play well. But I was very interested to hear what Brendan said about that pitch being horrendous. Because I was watching it on the laptop, the one I'm on now, uh, for the first half because I was getting ready to go gigging and stuff. And I actually thought the ball was moving so slowly. I thought I was having Jonathan Giles problems with my broadband, you know? And uh, That's how it baby. But that explains it. The ball, so you're saying, Brendan, you've compared to me now, the ball was actually moving slowly, you know? Yeah. Cheers, um, Amy. Thanks for the compliment on the laptop. <laughs> <laughs> That's 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 another P forty five. I'll have to issue at the end of the show. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm using them as wallpaper. Toilet <laughs> <laughs> paper, you mean? Yeah. No, I'm gonna upgrade it. <laughs> yeah. I write these contracts very carefully, Brandon. Excuse yourself. <laughs> There's so many loopholes in them. <laughs> no. Yeah, that was a great look from 2 0 down to get a draw. You know, it looked like, to be honest, we weren't going to get anything out of it at one stage in the second half, you know. But the fighting spirit is there, isn't it? Like we've seen it over and over. Absolutely. Yeah. Late goals. I think I think it, it came up uh, on Sky during the game that we'd scored the most late goals this season or after yeah, 95. Saw that actually, 90, yeah. 
80 minutes or whatever it was. So, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's the anniversary of the Invincible season this year. So, you know, there might be sprinkles of magic, you know, we're still unbeaten. And um, as long as this crowd tonight get beaten by Fulham, we keep that intact in for another week. Um, the result leaves this level now at um, Man City on 21 points each. And that moves us on to uh, Saturday's fixture against Sheffield United. Um, three o'clock kickoff on Premier Sports. I know you two are heading to it as well, lads. Uh, Sheffield United are the opponents. Uh, rock bottom at one point. Um, it, you know, they're pretty much a championship team in the Premier League, aren't they? You know, they haven't really added quality. The owners hasn't, haven't given Heckenbottom really much. They sold, I think, two of their best players, Sander Berg to Burnley and uh, Endoy, I think his name is, to um, Marseille in the French League. So those are two best players gone. Um, you probably expect him to go down, you know, there's nothing really you could see. They're injury prone as well. He's had a lot of injuries as well and Chris Basham had a bad one against Fulham there a couple of weeks ago where he broke his ankle, you know, so being at home, you'd expect Arsenal to put four or five past him, you know, it'd be going for four or five nil in this one, you know. Um, but in the Premier League, you never know if he, or, you know, it's always one thing or another against you, but I know you used to work going to it, lads, you can only expect a home victory, really. Um, I'd go for a comfortable two or three nil, you know, and just get another three points and a clean sheet and keep the pressure on uh, City at the top. Eamon, how do you think the game will go yourself? Just listening to you there, the last time I was on the programme with Brendan, we were actually discussing how we can't keep a clean sheet at home. <laughs> you know? And, uh, <laughs> it, it, it took us to come up against Man City for us to have to do something different to be able to keep that clean sheet. Right, yeah. that's number one. So, and yeah. um, we, we against weaker teams, we tend not to keep clean sheets. Um, you know what you're going to get from them. Uh, they're a weird, they're a weird team. I mean, they push Man City all the way. They push Man United all the way. They shipped eight against Newcastle. You know, um, so you don't know what they're going to get. Look, the. I can't see anything other than Arsenal win. Um, and I don't want to sound... I, I hate... I say 3 or 4 or 1 would be more likely, I think. Yeah. Yeah, you'd expect to... Yeah, they're, they're, they're getting some real spankings, aren't they, in the league? Newcastle 8-0 being one of them. Yeah, um, but you see... But again, they didn't get spanked by Man City or Man United. You know? Yeah, as you said, <laughs> they're, when they're facing the tougher teams, they play... A certain Correct. way, don't you? Yeah, it's yeah. You can you've got, you've probably probably scores, you know? the forest, do you think the way they played? You know that's it's not. No. I, I think Forest have a bit more about them, though. You know, yeah, um, yeah. player wise, yeah, they've a bit more talent there already. I mean, yeah. Um, I think John Egan's out as well. He's a he's a good defender as well. Um, for Sheffield. Um, Brandon, you're going ahead into the game as well. How do you see the game yeah. going yourself? Yeah, likewise. It's yeah. my, my biggest issue, as as Eamon said earlier, and we, we spoke on a previous show, was our lack of clean sheets against not just top opposition, any opposition. Yeah. Um, we seem to shoot ourselves in the foot, yeah, constant, and and make it real hard work for us. 
And you can't blame the crowd. The crowd, the fans, the atmosphere has been amazing at all the home games. Yeah. So the crowd are right behind the players. And now maybe that just gives them that little bit of blasanus to sort of think they can, you know, pirouette here, there and everywhere rather than just, you know, get the job done and then fancy down about. But I think Sheffield United are, are one of the worst teams that have that have come up and yeah. um and, and I know like I was listening to them their manager have uh have a bit of a chat and, and like a lot of his top players are, are injured they've had really bad injuries yeah so we've got you know we've more or less got a full squad so yeah. obviously depending on how it goes tomorrow night uh in Seville it shouldn't really be a game that we should be overly worried about but that's that's always what worries me about Arsenal. <laughs> yeah, don't put the mockers on it, Brandon. <laughs> no, I, like, I never gamble on Arsenal because that's, you know... <laughs> it's not an arse thing to do. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, They've cost me a lot of money over the years, so... <laughs> um, Wouldn't touch them. But, yeah, no, I, I think... I think it should be two-goal margin, definitely. Hopefully, hopefully a, a good... A good strong win, you know. It'd be nice to get four or five, get that goal difference up, but we tend not to do that. That's this team. So our goals all come from midfield or from the wingers. We don't get too many from a big strapping centre forwards, right? yeah. which would be nice if uh, if one of them, whoever starts, could could stick a hat trick in or something, you know, just for the confidence side of things. Yeah, it'd be nice to get a win. Um, heading into the next league game away to Newcastle, you know, it'd be nice to get just mm. three points because that's going to be a very uh, very tough game, I think, at St James's this time around. They're they're starting to come into a nice bit of form, Newcastle, which is worrying. Um, but we won two 0 there last season, so another few, <laughs> another screamer from Odegaard would be nice. Um, as we speak, Spurs have taken the lead one nil. Um, <laughs> so the pressure is on again. <laughs> but the title is ours. Um, they're paying no, out. They're, 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 they're no, they're gonna out. run out. They're, they're gonna run out. Squad, Paul, relax. <laughs> Hardy Kane is coming to the arse, lads. <laughs> um, no, hopefully we. I think we're going to win the treble this year. Um, I just have to have faith, and <laughs> in the end, we probably finish sixth or something. Um, that moves us on to the Champions League match tomorrow night, lads. Um, the table as it stands is Lons are top of four. Uh, we're in second ourselves on three, Sevilla with two, and Eindhoven with one. Um. This was the club where Jose Reyes played for both teams. His son signed a contract there, Jordan De Week there last week for Real Madrid as far as playing contract. So hopefully he goes on to do things, go things like his dad did. Um, a few key players for uh, Sevilla of note: um, Yusuf Nesri, the Moroccan striker, played well in the World Cup for them. Uh, Rakitic played for Barca. Fernando, we probably remember from his days as Man City. Um, in midfields, Hayes is Navas and Sergio Ramos, two veterans there. Ocampos um, is a winger, tricky enough, and Mariano Diaz um, is a tricky enough striker as well. Um, it, 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 these away games are t- like we found out against Lons. You know, I thought we probably would have got three points there at Lons, and we came a bit of a cropper in that game. So. 
home, you'd expect us home form wise in the Champions League to get three from three, and that's where our qualification to the next round should come from, you know. Um, Sevilla, you know, it's the Champions League nights, you kind of throw your league form out the window, don't you? You know, they're 13th in the league, but you know, the Champions League is another. As Eamon says, it's probably easier to win the Champions League than it is to win your league, you know. Um, I'll come to you, Eamon. How do you see the game yourself? Well, we need the point. Yeah. Because we cannot depend on winning our three home games or yeah. our remaining two home games because um, the Lons game, we were so good for half an hour but we were playing Man City the following weekend. And I think it got so easy for us that we just reversed a couple of gears and it's very hard, you know, if you drop it down, you can't pick it back up again. You can't do it. Yeah. Can't do it. Yeah. Um, you know, you can't. You can't. Um, so I think the last time we played Sevilla, they they absolutely murdered us um, over there. I mean, I, I think we, we lost 2-1, but we're, we were 2-0 down and really... But that was knockout football. That's different. Yeah, it's different. Yeah, that's different. That was in the Europa League. So, look, um, we're good enough to go over there and win, um, and we're good enough to go over there and get a point. Um, and no disrespect to Sheffield United, but it's not, they're not Man City. So I think we have the room to go out and give this a good go and see. Can we get the point or the three points that it is? I, I, I predict the draw on this one. Um, yeah. They're, they're not better than us. We're better than them. Yeah. Yeah, the Ramon Sanchez uh, stadium can be past high, and you know, it's, it's one of those grounds where the oh, <laughs> weight <Lord> transfer... Yes. <laughs> As a typical aim of dummy. <laughs> Hostile VR. Was... I mean, <laughs> you know, hostile. I mean, Jesus Christ. You go, you I mean, go to Stoke and you'll know how hostile it is, you know. Um, <laughs> go down to Danny Mill Park and that's hostile. <laughs> well, Johnny Jones used to say, We never heard the crowd, they're not playing the game. There's not one of them kicking the ball there, <laughs> you know. Hostile the arse, <laughs> you know. If you're a footballer and you're any good, oh, that's only no noise, you know. <laughs> They're not playing the game, I like that. <laughs> he came out with some bangers, man, you saw, didn't he? Um, yeah, actually, Eamon was at the Liam Brady launch a listeners um, on a Thursday, wasn't it? The book was released, yeah. Um, Brandon, how did you how do you see the game going tomorrow night yourself? Well, it's a tough one. We made, we gave us we've <laughs> given ourselves a little bit of a, a bridge to uh, to overcome, seeing as uh, we got beat by, by Lons. There, the last the last time out, we had everything against us. The crowd, as Amy said, I think we took it a little bit too casually. We also had City the the weekend, as as he said. But um, this it, it happens. Like this this team, this squad haven't played Champions League football before. They played Europa League football, and and it weren't very good at that either. So um, it's you know to expect them to to hit the ground running with some tricky enough away games. Is, is a lot to ask for. Hopefully, as, as you say, look, we, Lons are mid-table in France, Sevilla are mid-table in Spain. Yeah, we're at the top in in England, so we we are a better side. We have a better squad. Um, we are fortunate that we are playing a a lower team 
at the weekend. But he has the chance to go out and put a full strength team out against them and and go for it. And uh, and if we do, that gives us a little bit of uh, a buffer. Um, I think I think what I said is if you win if you win your home games and draw one away game, you're pretty much through. So. Yeah. Um, we 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 have we have suffered at home in Europe. Um, as I'm saying, this this team have to step up to the mark in Europe, um, which they haven't done before. So hopefully, yeah, at least the minimum we need to come away with is a point, just to keep Sevilla down where, where they are. But I think we're good enough to win, and and I'd be hoping that we'd be going out looking for a win. Well, Brendan, going out looking for a win, I think. It's in Arteta's DNA to do that, um, particularly with the Sheffield United fixture. At the, you know, he he might have been tempted to kind of, he won't go half measure for this. He he go he go all over. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. No, yeah, no. I, I think he he has that in him like Wenger. Wenger would be like yeah. we go out and we play to win, and that's yeah. Arteta's exactly the same. And. I think that's what a lot of a lot of fans want. Like, I think we we're able to to see games out a little bit better, um, but I don't think we can ever go out and play for a, a point. No. Um, and he will, he will, he'll be going for it. And why wouldn't he be? Yeah, so, um, yeah. go for it. Give it, two, give it what you two what one to the Arsenal. Then, yeah. Two one to the Arsenal. <laughs> Five nil. Okay. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I'd go. I, I think I, I'd probably. Five nil. Have you been hanging around with a meal Smith roll lately or something? <laughs> <laughs> it's that lifestyle, Brendan leaves as well. <laughs> I win. Um, I win. I think. I think I go with Eamon. I think. It, I think a draw will be. A draw will be nice, you know, to take from Sevilla. If not, if not, a draw would do from from the mechanics of the where the table sits. Yeah, a draw does you. Yeah. Well, but a, but what a, a, win, a win a win would be put you in the sweet spot. You're all good. If they win tomorrow night, you're all I'd, I'd be disappointed. I'd be disappointed with a draw. Put it like that. Yeah. yeah. But, but Brendan, equally, equally, if you win tomorrow night, you're all but qualified. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You're qualified if you win tomorrow. Yeah. Night, you know? yeah. We'd be the strongest team in the group, with no disrespect to the others. You know, we've the strongest squad, and these are the nights where I find Gabriel Jesus. You know, he kind of lights up. You know, the rel- the rel- after the four 0 against Eindhoven, the, the squad are relishing just being back in the Champions League after the seven years out. You know, um, yeah. So I'd probably go for a draw, being honest. But I take a victory, yeah, away from especially arena is like that in Sevilla. Yeah, uh, that's an eight o'clock kickoff tomorrow night, and um, brings us on to the women's Super League. Our very own. Um, Katie McCabe scored two screamers last week against Bristol City. Um, Foreigners got to go for um, Bristol City. was a good header as well. Um, I know Katie McCabe's up for the Ballon d'Or, the women's one. Um, and she scored a screamer against Villa there last Sunday as well. We won two one there. Um, seven points now, coming into a bit of form now um, after four, four matches now. Um, did you see any of the match yourself, lads? Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. yeah. What What did you make of it, Eamon? What did I, I make of it? By Katie McKay, oh, wasn't oh, oh. it? She just drags that I team together, it. doesn't she? Well, well, what I made of it was like Bristol City are crap. 
They're bottom of the league with one point. Like, you know what I mean? There's no Arsenal, played them off, Arsenal played them off the pitch. But they're still struggling. I mean, it took... It took... Um, it took two fairly screaming goals. The, the Actually, the three goals were, were fantastic. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You could say the keeper was at fault for Katie's second goal, but there was a defender straight in the way of her and the clipped off her. Um, but Arsenal dominated the game, but they're, they're struggling um, to convert playing the goals at the moment, you know? I mean, against Villa, Katie gets a screamer. You, you, can't, be, you can't be running on screamers the whole time. Yeah. You've got to get the odd goal that's not a screamer. Um but look, they, 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 they kind of, after after the shock of the uh, European exit, the home defeat to Liverpool at the start of the season, they steadied themselves, you know, and uh, they're, they're a good watch, Arsenal. Got some, they've, got, they've got some lovely inside forwards that, you know, always are always looking to get through channels and um, they, they, they keep the ball on the deck, don't hoof it up the pitch. Um, they're a good watch, and uh, they all they should have won by about nine last night. Yeah. I mean, oh. honest to God, <laughs> Jonathan, <laughs> Bristol City are crap. <laughs> That's right. come from the horse's mouth there. <laughs> no, it's great to see Medima and um, Beth May back from their ACL injuries. Um, um, I thought Russo had another good game as well last night. I'm looking at to get a couple herself. Um, but it's a really good squad. Um, I developed mould in there. Um, what did you see? Did you see it yourself, Brandon? No, I saw the goals. I'm just just yeah. pulling you up there on the squad because they they've been castigated for being too white, um, not representing the diversity in the population, which I found. Did he? Yeah, it was in, in the papers today, and I, you know, I think Arsenal have actually come out with a statement to say that they will try to rectify that as soon as possible, which it's a bit I heavy find... Dad, isn't it? You know, it's... I think it's ridiculous. Like, I don't care what colour, creed, yeah. whatever anyone's playing for Arsenal are, or, you know, black, white, green, purple. I don't, <laughs> you know, I don't care. Most people don't care, so... Absolutely. And, yeah, and it, and it's like you know you you pick your best squads if they all happen to be blonde haired and blue eyed yeah. so be it. If if, if that hold, is on it. hold on a second, hold on a second, right? This is more media. The media hates the Arsenal. They've hated us since the nineteen thirties. There's always something yeah. to pick. We are leaders in the field of promotion of equality and diversity. We've been doing it for 40, 50, 60 years, Brendan. You lived, you right. lived in a family who were who were immigrants in London yourself, right? We yeah. Arsenal always led the charge. And in fairness to that other lot up the road, they weren't the worst either. Right? No. The mm. certain clubs yeah. in London. Yeah. Arsenal in the nineteen eighties was the only club that had no national front. They weren't allowed Absolutely. anywhere near. Weren't Absolutely. allowed. Weren't, so they just went the um, So yeah, so I, I I find it a bit ridiculous, especially a club at Arsenal having to to answer so, to allegations like that, which is ridiculous. I, I, I'm telling you what those allegations are. That's some white middle-aged male 
Arsenal kicking journalist storing up a shitstorm, and it's nonsense. Yeah. Right? It's, it's Arsenal, will yeah. Play, Arsenal will play anybody. Arsenal will play anybody. Regardless of creed. Just because they might have a favouritism to see a, an attractive yeah, blonde girl running around. Just have they have at the moment in the women's team is ridiculous, isn't it? You know. Well, I'd like to see. I'd like to see. By the way, I would imagine that the women's game, even though we have to say everything is equal, it's not. And the reason why it's not is the women's game is only coming into its own now. It has decades to make up on the men's game. 100%. Right? And I'm saying to you, look around the league and look at how many black players are playing in the league. Yeah. Right? It's not the same. So somebody's just had a, a pot shot at the Arsenal. Right? Mm. Um, it's a team, team photo. Uh, you know, or squad the, fight. It, the, okay. the, the game is evolving and I'm sure as it evolves over the next decade, the percentage of black players will rise and rise and rise, hopefully, and it will. And I'm sure that situation will organically rectify itself. You know, absolutely. It's, absolutely. It's, it's only catching on, really, the last three or four years, the women's game. Right. In fairness, you know, they're only getting the, the exposure, you know, really, over the last three or four years. Yeah. Um, did you, I, what, did you, I, what did you make of the game, Henry Brandon, aside from, from that? I, put the, I only saw the goals on Sky yeah. News. That, that that was it. Yeah. I don't two crackers. I don't. I don't not follow them. I don't really. Um, yeah. I just haven't really watched. Yeah. Many many of their games. Like if they're on, not I'll watch them. Yeah. Um, but I have an I have an eleven year old son who's not a big fan of the women's games. So yeah. <laughs> it's you know. Just being on on this show after that. <laughs> you're after upset not our viewers but, now. <laughs> but, um, yeah. no, no, like, yeah. I'm, I'm happy. He he loves that he loves watching football. Yeah. That's great. He just I'm I'm happy that he's he's watching he men's football at the moment. Yeah. And you know, if he if he gets to the next stage, he wants to watch watch women's football. Good luck to him. So, um, fair enough. But yeah, I, I don't. You know, I, I've I've watched bits snippets of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're going great guns now again. Um, back to back victories now, and long may continue into the season. And Katie McKay, but I mean, if anybody, Brendan, you said you just watched the goals, but if anybody has their doubts about tuning into a couple of games, if you're doing nothing in the house and it's on, the Bristol City equaliser was as good a headed goal as you'll ever see. It was a power oh, header, wasn't oh, it? Oh, but yeah, but not but power and direction. Yeah, she no, met it beautifully, though. Yeah, the cross, but the header was just oh, chase. You wouldn't see it in the men's game. Yeah, what a header. Um, yeah, it was. It's great to see them playing in the men's grounds as well. You know, it's, it's it is refreshing to see that. You know, they're getting a the chance in the in the You know, um, and Arsenal are giving the Arsenal women pretty much every home game now when. They can, yeah. So, and sell out crowds as well, which is great to see. And the standard of football is quite good as well. You know, it really is. Um, I've only really taken out really interest in it now in the last season or two. You know, I won't lie, but yeah, the the football show on a Sunday night after match day two is definitely well, well worth to watch. You know, straight after it, and you know, it's well worth to watch if you can if you've got time to watch it. Um, 
that was a busy show tonight. That's it's renting. You like mentioned about the um, Dublin Arsenal Supporters Club renting or anything of note? No, other than um, <clears throat> last week was all about Liam Brady. Full yeah, stop. he spent his week in Dublin. Legend, you know, and uh, he was fantastic. Uh, I was, I was, I was at a book signing in Easton's on Saturday morning, and the reason why it took two hours to get to him was because. He gave everybody time. You know, it was fantastic. Um, and I was at the Mansion House last Wednesday for his um, his off the ball show, and it was um, it was it was really 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 entertaining. I might just tell one little story from it. He said that um, very early in his career, at seventeen, uh, he was picked up at Anfield near the end of the season to play. He expected to be twelfth man, and. Um, Bertie Mee picked the team and he was in it. And uh, Bertie Mee left the dressing room to go off and have a drink with the directors or whatever. And uh, all the players started laughing at him. And he said, when he's all laughing at him, he said, you're playing outside left. Yeah, yeah, what? He said, well, Tommy Smith is playing right full for Liverpool. <laughs> so he said, what does that mean? Well, I <laughs> think you'll find out. So he said... <laughs> The, for, the first passage of the game, he turned Tommy Smith inside out, got a cross in, and he said, uh, I was fairly pleased with myself until he heard these footsteps coming, saying, listen you, you little Irish twat. I'm going to snap your leg in two if you do that again. But the bit that he did next was brilliant. He said, uh, so I just looked at him and then realised he meant it. <laughs> You know, <laughs> so he said he gave an exhibition of one touch football after that. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's great. I mean, people should never, people who don't know Liam should never forget the impact he had on all of us um, of a certain age. He was just a magician for the Arsenal, you know. Yeah, um, and he's sporting the bald head look like Eamon now. So, where did, where did he live? I know. <laughs> What's that? Where did he live? Oh, he lives in England. Brighton. He lives in Brighton. Brighton. Oh, yeah, Brighton. Yeah. Yeah. He he was manager there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. At the end of his career, wasn't he? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'd I'd like to see um, I'd like to see a statue of him outside the Emirates. I think it'd be well it would be well earned and well deserved for what he gave, and and also to David O'Leary as well. You know, still the most capped yeah, Arsenal player. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Well, get over it. Uh, as I say, get on with it. What's it? Have you got the book handy, uh, Eamon? Blaine Brady. Do you have the book handy? Wish you did you buy the book? Liam Brady. Yeah. Well, he wouldn't do a book signing if he didn't write a book. <laughs> Can I see the book? <laughs> Since there's being smart. Got it handy. <laughs> um, yeah. Eamon was nicknamed Chippy as well. Uh, for My name was Chippy, and let's see, can we can, can we see this now? There we go. There we go. If we get Not out of the press. Camera. Read it out, Eamon. <laughs> too, too chippy. Born to be a footballer, Brandon. Best wishes, <laughs> Liam Brady. There you go. That's yeah. a nice touch. Fabulous. That's good to have. Show the front yeah. cover there, Eamon. Front Got twins. Got twins, isn't it? No, the other side, the other side, back, the back plate, the back bit. Turn it around. That's more like it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can yeah. see the, I can see the comparisons right there. <laughs> the 
There's not much between us. I don't think you know what you're talking about, Brendan. (laughs) 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 You're there wearing your GAA tracksuit. I was banned from the school. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, born to be a footballer is out now. Liam Brady, yeah, what a what a hero for um Arson and for his time in Italy as well. It um, is my reading material from Dublin to Gatwick on Saturday morning and then back on Sunday evening. So I'll have that book read. Um, it'd be up on adverts.ie in Monday morning. Yeah. You can catch our show as always, lads, and listeners at, on the Dublin Arsenal YouTube channel. Thanks to Martin Stumble for editing and putting this up, as always. Uh, Spotify, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok and Facebook. Um, check out our sponsor, Bannon Sports Direct and Luke and Housekeeping Services. Uh, check out our friends at TrustArsenal.com. And for all the games throughout the season, uh, go to the official supporters bar in Dublin City Centre, to River Bar. And thanks to my guests this evening, Eamon and Brendan. Thanks, lads. Uh, it's been a busy show and pleasure to have you. Um, we'll be back next Monday uh, to review, hopefully, another um, home success over Sheffield United. So, until then, have a good week and thanks for listening. Thanks, lads. Yeah.